0: essay twenty six of shandy gaff by christopher morley this librivox recording is in the public domain essay twenty six peacock pie once a year or so one is permitted to find some book which brings a real tingle to that ribbon of the spinal marrow which responds to the vibrations of literature not a bad way to calendar the years is by the really good books they bring one each twelvemonth the gnomon on the literary sundial is likely to cast some shadow one will not willingly forget thus i mark nineteen sixteen as the year that introduced me to william mcfee's casuals of the sea and butler's way of all flesh nineteen fifteen most of us remember as rupert brooke's year or the year of the spoon river anthology if you prefer that kind of thing nineteen fourteen i notch as the season when i first got the hang of bourget and conrad but perhaps best of all in nineteen thirteen i read peacock pie and songs of childhood by walter de la mer peacock pie having now been published in this country it is seasonable to kindle an altar fire for this most fanciful and delightful of present-day poets it is curious that his work is so little known over here, for his first book, Songs of Childhood, was published in England in nineteen o two. Besides poetry, he has written novels and essays, all shot through with a phosphorescent sparkle of imagination and charm. He has the knack of words set in delightful proportion, and Peacock Pie is the most authentic knapsack of fairy gold since the Child's Garden of Verses i am tempted to think that mr de la mer is the kind of poet more likely to grow in england than america the gracious and fine spun fabric of his verse so delicate in music so quaint and haunting in imaginative simplicity is the gift of a land and life where rewards and fames are not wholly passed away emily dickinson and vachel lindsay are among our contributors to the songs of gramercy but one has only to open the congo side by side with peacock pie to see how the seductions of ragtime and the clashing crockery of the poetry society's dinners are coarsening the fibres of mr lindsay's marvellous talent as compared with the dainty horns of elfin that echo in mr de la mer and it is a long pullman ride from spoon river to the bee-droned gardens where de la Mare's old women sit and sew over here we have to wait for Barry or Yates or Padre Colum to tell us about the fairies and cecil sharp to drill us in their dances and songs the gentry are not native in our hearts and we might as well admit it to say that mr de la mare's verse is distilled in fairyland suggests perhaps a delicate and absent-minded figure at a loss in the hurly-burly of this world the kind of poet who loses his rubbers in the subway drops his glasses in the trolley-car and is found wandering blithely in central park while the women's athenaeum of the tenderloin is waiting four hundred strong for him to lecture but mr de la mare is the more modern figure who might readily i hope i speak without offence be mistaken for a new york stockbroker or a member of the boston chamber of commerce perhaps he even belongs to the newer order of poets who do not wear rubbers one's first thought if one begins at the beginning but who reads a book of poetry that way is that peacock pie is a collection of poems for children but it is not that any more than the masses is a paper for the proletariat before you have gone very far you will find that the imaginary child you set out with has been magicked into a changeling the wee folk have been at work and bewitched the pudding the pie rather the fire dies in the hearth the candle channels in its socket but still you read on some of the poems bring you the called gruel of Thron janet when at last you go up to bed it will be with the shuddering sigh of one thrilled through and through with the sad little beauties of the world you will want to put out a bowl of fresh milk on the doorstep to appease the banshee did you not know that the janitor of your belshazzar's court would get it in the morning one of the secrets of mr de la Mer's singular charm is his utter simplicity linked with a delicately tripping music that intrigues the memory unawares and plays hijinks with you forever after who can read off the ground and not strum the dainty jig over and over in his head whenever he takes a bath whenever he shaves whenever the moon is young i challenge you to resist the jolly madness of the infection three jolly farmers once bet a pound each danced the other's would off the ground out of their coats they slipped right soon and neat and nice em put each his shoon one two three and away they go not too fast and not too slow out from the elm tree's noonday shadow into the sun and across the meadow past the schoolroom with knees well bent fingers a-flicking they dancing went are you not already out of breath in the hilarious escapade the sensible chap's quarrel with the proponents of free verse is not that they write such good prose not that they espouse the natural rhythms of the rain the brook the wind grieved tree this is all to the best even if as old as solomon it is that they affect to disdain the superlative harmonies of artifice and ordered rhythms that knowing not a spondee from a tribrac they vapour about prosody of which they know nothing and imagine to be new what antedates the upanishads the haunting beauty of mr de la mare's delicate art springs from an ear of superlative tenderness and sophistication the daintiest alternation of iambus and trochee is joined to the serpent's cunning in swiftly tripping dactyls. probably this artifice is greatly unconscious the meed of the trained musician but let no singer think to upraise his voice before the lord ere he master the axioms of prosody imagist journals please copy one may well despair of conveying in a few rough paragraphs the gist of this quaint fanciful brooding charm there is something fey about much of the book it peers behind the curtains of twilight and sees strange things in the love of children its inspired simplicity its sparkle of whim and a sopian brevity i know nothing finer let me just cut for you one more slice of this rarely seasoned pastry the little bird my dear daddy bought a mansion for to bring my mammy to in a hat with a long feather and a trailing gown of blue and a company of fiddlers and a rout of maids and men danced the clock round to the morning in a gay house-warming then and when all the guests were gone and all was still as still can be in from the dark ivy hopped a wee small bird and that was me peacock pie is immortal diet indeed as sir walter said of his scrip of joy annealed as we are i think it will discompose the most callous it is a sweet feverfew for the heats of the spirit it is full of outlets of sky as for mr de La Mer himself he is a modest man and keeps behind his songs recently he paid his first visit to america and we may hope that even on fifth avenue he saw some fairies he lectured at some of our universities and endured the grotesque plaudits of dowagers and professors who doubtless pretended to have read his work. Although he is forty-four and has been publishing for nearly sixteen years, he has evaded who's who. He lives in London, is married, and has four children. For a number of years he worked for the Anglo-American oil company. Truly the muse sometimes lends to her favorites a merciful hardiness. End of Essay 26